0: Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Superhuman Radio. Welcome back to our YouTube uh, friends and family. Uh, we were off YouTube for a few days because of uh, medical misinformation. Go figure. Uh, but we are back, and thanks to all of you who reached out and said, hey, where's Superhuman Radio? We're back, and uh, we will be back forever. Because uh, I will never make the mistake of suggesting I know anything about science. Uh, great show today. So we're going to talk about... You know, computers have been involved in resistance training in the past, but only from the standpoint of counting reps, you know, uh, not really involved in the training itself, more like monitoring what you're doing. But they couldn't really influence how hard you worked. But that's all changed. And I got to tell you something. Um, Not even 100 years from now, we're going to look back at These archaic barbells and dumbbells and even kettlebells and go, man, you know, we wasted a lot of time. We could have built bodies stronger and and bigger faster if we would have known about this. But you're going to learn about it today. And you know what they say, you can't unring a bell. So once you hear this, it will change the way you look at your training. Later in the show, we're going to talk about kava. I used kava about five or six years ago. A guy wanted to come on the show. He gave me these capsules. He said Take them before you go to sleep. You'll have the best night's sleep in your life. I noticed nothing. I took them during the daytime because I was told that I would feel relaxed. I noticed nothing. And I kind of thought, well, kava was one of those things that either I was just a non-responder or it was bunk. Well, everything's changed. Kava is a, a world-renowned plant medicine, and we're going to understand today why some kava works and some doesn't. Uh, Before we do any of that, we have to thank our title sponsor, and that's Legendary Foods, Ron Penna over at Legendary Foods, actually introduced me to the machine we're going to talk about today. Legendary Foods has uh, reimagined the Pop-Tart, and it's so much better than the Pop-Tart. It's called the Tasty Pastry. Less than one gram of sugar, 20 grams of high-quality protein, four to five net carbs if you're a net carb person like me – I do. I'm do. i a low-carb lifestyle kind of guy, but maybe you're a keto. This will work for you as well. This tastes like you are eating cake. And I say this at the beginning of every show, and I can prove it to you without you ever tasting it because kids love them. You cannot get a kid to eat a healthy, quote-unquote, protein bar. They'll take one bite out of it, and they'll go, Oh, this sucks. I don't want to eat it. But you will have to wrestle these out of your kids' hands. Because they taste so good, and it's just a byproduct that they're good for you at the same time. If you don't believe me, check them out. If you don't like them, I'll buy them back from you. Go to shrnetwork.biz legendary. Use the code SHR10. I'm so convinced that you will love them that I will buy them back if you don't like them because I'll eat them. Don't worry about that. Uh, now, without further delay, let me get my images up here. Welcome to the show, Mike Polano. How are you?
1: Hey, I'm feeling great, Carl. Good to see you, brother.
0: So uh, let's start out with your story. You know, I, I, I'm a quasi-inventor, and I understand that the necessity is the mother of invention. It's a, it's a very, very true statement. Let's talk about at the beginning. You you suffered an injury as an athlete, and it kind of laid you up, didn't it?
1: Oh yeah, man. Throwing it back. Yeah, about ten years ago, tore my Achilles tendon um, playing basketball.
0: And that's a very, very dangerous. Uh, because uh, a little bit more and it snaps, and then your your life has changed forever. Uh, and and obviously, you didn't want to just become a, a couch potato, right? You you had to find ways to train, right?
1: Yeah. So previous to you, the Achilles tendon, you know, lifetime athlete never got hurt. Played football, baseball, basketball. We won state championships. We were really good. Um, trained really hard back then. You know, you go into college, you go into adult life, some of those training methodologies kind of slip, you start doing some things there you shouldn't, like, I got into, like, box jumps and ballista training, yeah. the CrossFit movement, and you're like, yeah, this feels great. And to be honest, I was getting gains, but I didn't recognize what was actually happening from a strain to my body. Um, I was training in the wrong shoes, you know, Nike Shocks back in the day with, like, a raised heel. Yeah. So, of course, when I go to my flat basketball shoes and I start putting it under load of, you know, jumping running, pushing off uh, my heel cords, just not, they weren't at the correct length. I'd shortened them over time, and they got real tight, and they got real uh, angry at me. <laughs> and then it just popped one day. So once that happened, and you're pretty much done for in terms of movement for about five, six months until you can actually start walking around with a lot of boot, and with, yeah, even then you're still probably another six months away from you know, seriously thinking about like running and doing some kind of, uh, aggressive training, you start to rethink some things. (laughs) And I had an opportunity to do that. And that's when I first found high intensity resistance exercise. Cause I was, I I thought I was training correctly. Um, but clearly I wasn't. Cause why would my body, why would my body fail me like that? If I was doing, you know, this is basic basketball, you know, I'm not like running marathons and doing anything overly strenuous. Uh, and I wanted to make sure I was resilient enough <laughs> forever <laughs> after that so that I never had to go through that injury uh, or any injury again. And that's where I found high-intensity resistance exercise. This is super slow training, Nautilus training, Doug McGuff, Body by Science, like all kind of that methodology of how do we do really hard work with muscle using a weight stack machine and basically do it in about 90 seconds, 120 seconds per set and be mm-hmm. done with it. So super time efficient too, but very intense. And that was kind of like what led me ultimately to find ARX.
0: And so that what you're talking about is the time under tension principle. Uh Correct. It's not about ballistically throwing the weight around. It's about controlling the weight and utilizing the resistance for as long as possible in a single rep. Now, Correct. Most, time and would
1: typically be like 10 seconds on the way up and 10 seconds on the way down. That's an, that's an average. It doesn't have to be exactly that. But that's a really long rep, and the tension is is very high for a long period of time.
0: Now, most people start out with too much weight uh, when they think, oh, I'm going to give this a try. You, you've got to start out with a fraction of your maximum weights when you do this kind of work because it is so grueling. But the other problem with it is selecting the right weight and and not leaving anything on the table. So if you, if you go too light, you really don't get what you want. If you go too heavy, you can't do it. You have some that you need something that intuitively adjusts for the dynamic range of strength that the muscle will produce throughout the whole range uh, uh, the whole travel of that weight. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. And that's impossible to do as a human with a weight in your hand. I mean, it just is because there's a point in that in that dynamic arc, let's say, where you can handle X amount of weight, and then there's a point in that dynamic arc where you can an- handle two X, and then there's a point where you can only handle half of an X, but you still have this static weight in your hand. So you're not really you're not really exploiting the movement properly. Would you agree with that?
1: Yes, the way I like to do. So, like, I think in examples. So, if you think about a bench press, when you first lift the weight off the rack, let's say it's 100 pounds, it's not hard right there. It's not really hard on the way down either. It's only hard, like, right at your chest. And so, your your leverage has changed because that's what happens when we move through a joint angle and we get that bar closer to us. and You know, our shoulders and our <laughs> elbows are bent. And that's hard at the chest level. And then I get it through that range and I'm like, oh, I grin. And I groan and I get, you know, two seconds maybe of tension there where it's difficult. And then it starts getting easier again as I go back up to the top. So you just see this kind of play out over and over again. You just walk into any gym or lift a, lift a dumbbell, do a bicep curl. It's only hard in a certain portion of the range of motion. And ideally what we would want it is for it to be difficult the whole time and appropriate the whole time in terms of the right resistance. So if it's too difficult uh, at the chest at 100 pounds, maybe it should be 80. And then maybe it should be 150 at the top. You know, these are the kind of things where we've been limited as a, as a society by the tools that we're using. Like this tool, the weight, it doesn't change. It just is what it is. And we figure out all sorts of creative ways with drop sets and chains and bands and friends pushing down on the bar at certain points and helping you lift up the bar at other points in the the range. Those are the kind of things where, uh, yeah, it's like the elusive obvious. It's like, of course we need something that adapts because we, as individuals, our our strength is changing, but our tool that we use stays stagnant.
0: And and to answer Taylor C.'s question, he says, is this similar principle behind the science, the X-bar band system? First of all, the science of the X-bar band system was stolen from powerlifters who wanted to add weight at their strongest point. Remember this right because if you're doing a bench press with bands on the bottom you're you're not really challenging yourself at the at the sticking point where it's down here you're you're getting heavier and heavier as you go out so i would say that with bands while they are effective for certain things there are certain movements that bands are effective for across the gamut of all uh exercises uh, they are lacking because they can't do what we're going to talk about, this computer guided system. This computer guided system will give you everything you can handle at every millimeter of the travel of that weight. This, the bands, they have a predictability. You know that the further you stretch them, the harder they get. And then when you come back, they get easier. So no, it's not. And I'm not, I'm not jumping on John Jackwish. I mean, it's a great product if you have Limited space, you want to travel, you want to be able to do certain things in in a hotel room, but it's it's not what we're talking about. But stay tuned because we're going to show you something that's so exciting that I predict that maybe 50 years from now, we're going to look back and go, wow, man, (laughs) this this is the only way to train. I'm being sincere when I say this. Look, I want to be honest. I was a non-believer. I'm a meathead, right? I like putting plates on bars. It looks so impressive. I like grunting. But this machine in 13 minutes gives me an exhausting workout that I cannot duplicate in the gym no matter what I do. So we'll talk more about this in a second. So talk about how you developed this machine. What made you think computers, motors, these would really work well?
1: Yeah. So if you kind of go back to solving the core problem that we're talking about right now, it's like you need, you need a resistance that changes according to what our bodies are capable of. And the other thing about that band's question is, let's say it's the perfect amount of resistance, you know, for one rep up and down, but what do you do when you start fatiguing? Like the band's still the same, you know, adjustment every time. Like you, unless you have a magical weight fairy or a magical band fairy <laughs> that can like actively change the bands while you're doing the workout. Like it's still going to be inappropriate at some point in time. It'll be either inefficient, uh, ineffective, or inappropriate. And so when we're talking about that, core idea that we're trying to solve for. Um, you know, people have been trying to solve this for sixty years. You know, this goes back to Arthur Jones in like the seventies, fifty years, um, when he first made the Nautilus camp. You can just look that up. I don't need to explain here the details. Yeah. the point is he needed to vary the resistance because he knew that this was a problem with the human body and ultimately a stagnant weight. And so they started that journey in the '70s and the '80s, and then there were a couple of machines that decided to put some uh, motors on um, on on exercise equipment, but the technology was was very crude, and overall, like the computer systems just didn't really exist back then. So it's it wasn't until about 2010 when we started actively developing prototypes of ARX <laughs> did we actually have the ability to put the right type of mechanical system motor and the right type of computer system, Windows based computers, tablets, touch screens, that kind of thing, when we could actually see, you know, data feedback of what was happening while you were fighting this motor. At any point in time, you can go fight a motor right now. You could go to a <laughs> you go to a shipping yard and go fight a uh, a forklift and do an overhead press. <laughs> I don't recommend it, but it's that you could do that. But the thing is, is like you don't have the feedback. You don't actively understand what is happening during that workout and that's where the marriage of motorized system and computer controlled is what created ARX, and you know we've just innovated on that for the last ten years. You
0: you also monitor and do some calculations. How did you come up with the formulary for intensity, uh, for instance, or inroads into uh, what, what what was happening with the muscle? Where where did you get that? Did you you guys create that in a lab or was there data out there already that helped you start the process?
1: Yeah. I mean that term intensity, if you see it in our software, just basically means how much effort, how much force output did you do over time? Right. So I always describe it like to people who don't aren't familiar. uh, You know, if I tell you to go run a mile, that's your total output. Right. And you run today, you run a mile in 10 minutes. And then tomorrow you run the same mile same amount of output is done tomorrow and you run it in five mile or uh, five minutes, which mile was more intense, right? Obviously the five minute mile, you still only ran a mile, but you did it in half the time. And so when we think about how much forced output are you creating in like a one minute set, let's say, uh, you know, if you do twice the amount of effort in that same minute that you did last week, that's a much more intense set. So that's kind of the best way that we've been able to apple, apples to apples compare, you know, two sets that may be slightly different. Maybe one day you did five reps, the other day you did six reps. Um, but you might have put more effort into those five reps yesterday than you did the six reps today. And there's got to be some way to compare those two. And that's, that's typically what we use is intensity.
0: So let's talk about how I've adjusted using my ARX machine. Um, and I have the alpha which is the Correct. ideal machine for someone who wants to get one for their own personal use. Um, so I, I stole a page out of my powerlifting days, and I like longer rest. But I enjoy the seven minute, a uh, seven-second up and seven-second down uh, process of the rep. I feel that that really allows me to expend as much force as possible for as long as my muscles can give it. And in both directions, which the the eccentric portion uh, of using the ARX machine is, uh, it really requires, if you really want to use the machine properly, heroic effort. Uh, you, I mean, in the bench press, for instance. I'm pushing as hard as I can for seven seconds, but now when it gets to the other end, now I have to fight. I have to fight to slow that thing down because it wants to... And really... It even I, I, I would venture to say I had Dr. Malin Watfi on my show maybe 10 8, nine years ago, Complete game changer. Uh, he, his book is called uh, of Doves, Diplomats and Diabetes and he talks about a, 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 an amount of risk that has to be experienced in training in order to cause the body to shift how it uses the food that you eat post-workout. And he talks about having a ball that has a weight in it, and you know you have to be careful it doesn't hit you, and you get out of its way and try to catch it. But this feels like risk, even though it's not, because I cannot get injured by the ARX machine, because all I have to do is give up, and and, and and it's game over. But as long as I am trying to resist that weight coming down... And and force against it, I feel a sense of risk. I feel a sense of wow, like it's this feels like it's crushing. It wants to crush me, but it, it's not. And this is the important thing. I want to you you can't get crushed by it. You just have to stop pushing, and everything stops. There's nothing out there that does this. So as a result, I have employed 25 second rest in between reps because reps, I want to be as strong and recovered as possible. I'm even going to try longer. Because the, the, the beauty of the RX machine is it gives you a readout. You can see how much force you did that workout with. You can compare it to another workout. You can say, hey, I'm going to go from 25 to 40 seconds in between and just see what happens. And you find that, oh, my God, I'm so much stronger. But what do you think about longer rest? Now, obviously, the intensity shifts because you're taking more time to do that work. Any any ideas if uh, if I'm missing out on something by doing it that way?
1: No, I was uh, just looking at your stats um, before this call, just because I could see all your your workouts. So you did, you know, two days ago, three days ago, whatever. Uh, you did a, uh, you did six reps of chest breasts and you had exactly what you said: seven seconds positive, seven seconds negative, twenty-five second rest. Okay, in total, those six reps took you three minutes and thirty-two seconds. All right, so that's your whole entire set. At which point you did a eccentric maximum just for a moment of 208. And then you did a concentric maximum of 129. So let's just call it like, I don't know, 80% better. Right. Then the other thing is that I could see that you fatigued yourself on the very last rep, your six rep. You were, you know, banging out one, one, one rep every 25 seconds. And by the time you were done, your eccentric max had fatigued 16% and your concentric max fatigued 16%. So really, that's like, Probably the bare minimum threshold that I would say is like that's that's a good point that you want to stop at, uh, or at least like cross before you get. Um, you want all those benefits of exercise, the cascade effect of hormones and stuff. You need to you need to create that risk in your body, that sense of risk, right, and that sense of damage. That's the whole point of exercise. So I could see that. You can see that live in the moment. And if you were still hitting your maxes at the last rep, I would say do more reps. Right, like keep going. You need to push yourself to get to that level of meaningful resistance, meaningful tension, meaningful damage on the body so that your body feels like there's something risky going on out here. And then it adapts and it changes. So this is a great way to just monitor that live on, on the spot and dynamically to know, like, am I is my steak cooked? When do I take it off the grill? Six reps, eight reps, three reps? it's really really uh really valuable to have all that information so um i just wanted to underscore that as you were talking about that for any of the listeners it's like we see all that we could see that play out live and then compare that from set to set
0: week to week month to month and now those were two days back to back i used the machine and i know when jim first told he says look you know you don't want to overdo it with this machine you probably don't want and I, like i'm still going to the gym five six mornings a, a week and then I'm coming home quite often and doing this in the eve, later in the day as my 2 a day. So, so look at my pole. There's two different poles there. One is a bicep, but it still says a row, but I put a note on it. And the other one I've been, mm-hmm. I started doing the wide row where I put the handles straight up and down and I'm pulling like, like I'm pulling a prowler almost and it's a wide row. Do you see that one? Yeah. I mean, I see them all. What, what is it that you're looking for? No, did, did, I, did I did I peter out on the last rep like you saw in the bench press? My Bench press is my worst move. It's my worst. My shoulders yeah. are.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when we look at, you know, typical fatigue profiles, this is in our software we call it inroad, um, which really just means fatigue. So if I do 100 output on my first uh, eccentric negative and then I finish on my last rep and I do 80 output, that's a 20% fatigue. We can see that. But yeah, you did, uh, on that one that you were talking about, I think one of the, the rows, yeah. you fatigued 16% again
0: B- by, by the end. last rep. Yeah. Isn't that so interesting?
1: You're, you're crossing that meaningful threshold. I think your original question was like, is it, um, is it, is better, it better or
0: worse? Le- longer, longer rest in between reps. Is it better or worse?
1: Yeah. So it's like different strokes for different folks. Whatever your goal is, um, you know, we can, we can adapt our programming to achieve that. So in this case, you're trying to get maximum force output, every little bit of uh, rest that you can cycle that ATP and hit it again. Right. It's kind of the goal you're looking for here. And that's cool. That's a total legit way to do it. Absolute value there. And you're going to get the max out of every rep. but your set lasted three and a half minutes long. Yeah. Right. And that sounds still really, you know, short in terms of time, but generally speaking, if you're trying to like maximize strength improvements, muscle mass, all that kind of stuff, including metabolic stress. So I want this to be the most taxing, give myself no break, um, just clear out as much glycogen in my my muscles as I possibly can. I do no rest. So I would knock out six reps of of this in about a minute and a half. Right. So you take half the time. And so if you have the time, and I think you do because it's in your house, but if you have the time and you just want to maximize every bit of uh, force output per rep, yeah, longer rests are great, and we could just program all of that in, and you could have a workout that looks like that, and then one day, you're like, you know what? Maybe I had a little many, uh, a little bit too much cake at the uh, the wedding last night. <laughs> Maybe I want to clear some glycogen, and then we just remove all the rest time, and that's a different workout right. on, the, on the software, but it's right. a tap of a button that says, today, I'm going to do a long rest workout, a short rest workout, six reps, 12 reps, whatever your thing is. We just tap it, and we go we don't think about anything else. We don't think about what resistance to choose today. We don't think about any of that stuff. All that stuff is outsourced to the computer system.
0: And the other thing that I like about this is this, this realization that I had that every single workout doesn't have to be an all-out workout because you can, on the days where I train in the morning and then I come home and I want to do a session with the ARX machine, I'm pushing, but I'm not pushing all out. And I can see that I can govern myself. I, I can say, well, this session has to be lighter because I'm, I'm kind of, I'm getting close to overtraining. And, but you still, one of the things I've noticed, and I bet you've heard this from every client that uses one. In the, in six reps, you end up with an insane pump that lasts for hours. Like it's so, it's so noticeable. That like I I look at myself before I train and then I train and then I look at myself again and I'm lumpier than I was before because my muscles are pumped. And you would think that in order to achieve a pump like that you've got to do a lot of reps. Oh, you got to do a lot of reps. Got to do a, lot. but you don't. What what have we gotten wrong about the pump phenomenon? That ARX now shows. Hey, you don't have to do you know twenty two uh, sets, uh, sixteen reps per body part to get a pump.
1: Yeah, I would say just generally um, we're not able with the weight system to push ourselves out of the gate, first set, first rep, at our voluntary maximum. you got to work up to it because gravity is a bitch. <laughs> gravity might sneak up a, you and know, tear your shoulder out if you're not prepared. And so we slow play our way up to the intensity that we know we're capable of with the weight. This is why you need like a couple warm-up sets until we start the PR and do all this kind of stuff. That's fine. It's necessary as part of that. With ARX, as soon as you start pushing, whatever you're capable of in the moment, rep one, straight cold off the couch, the machine just matches you. And it's matching you 100% of the range of motion. So it's it's hard the whole time. And because of that, my cardiovascular system is being demanded upon at a very high level, like right away. But it's also important to point out like I'm safe the whole time because that's only matching what I'm capable of. My first one or two reps of almost every set are not my maxes. Right. It's like the third rep, the fourth rep. Because my body is taking time to neurologically prime itself, cardiovascularly prime itself with the blood. But we could do this like really quickly, way quicker and way safer than we can ever do in the gym. And so that's what you're feeling when you get on there. Is boom, cardiovascular system's getting taxed and it's getting pushed at its its voluntary maximum and all of a sudden the heart's moving and the blood's flowing and everything's swole. <laughs> and so that's it just takes so much longer to do with the weight because we're we're slow playing it because we're afraid of what might happen if we if we move too quickly with it. If we jump up in resistance, it might bite us.
0: But the ARX machine doesn't bite. That's the beauty of it. Like I said, if you if you don't have it, you just stop. You just stop pushing. I want to take a break, and I want to come back on the other side of the break and talk about why this particular discussion is really important in today's world. We talk about functional strength. Functional strength doesn't have warm-up time. (laughs) So I want to do this. I want to take one quick commercial break. Before we do that, I want to put this up. There's a QR code in front of you if you're watching um, you can shoot it, and it'll be you'll be taken right to the page. Uh, you're looking at the screen on the left that I look at uh, when I'm training, and I can see what I'm doing and how hard I'm working and how long I've been working. It's just phenomenal. Uh, there's nothing, you know what? If you're part meathead, part geek, you will want to sleep with your ARX machine. You'll fall in love with it, and you won't want to go to bed with anybody. You want to stay on your ARX machine. The beauty of it is you switch it on. You train for 13 minutes, you're done, you go with your life. I mean, it leaves so much more time to live your life while getting strong. Try that QR code uh, and it will get you there. And we're going to take one quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about functional strength and its real, real meaning. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more Superhuman Radio. Plant medicine has become all the rage for mental optimization. Now there's an ancient plant medicine rapidly growing in popularity that experts believe might just be the alcohol of the future. It's called True Kava. Kava is a natural food-grade elixir that has been used for over 3,000 years by South Pacific Islanders as safe, non-addictive alternative to drugs and alcohol. By naturally boosting the brain's main feel-good chemicals, dopamine, serotonin, and GABA, Kava provides you with both increased relaxation and mental clarity at the same time. True Kava is a new form of stabilized, full-spectrum, traditional Kava. That is third-party lab tested for quality and safety. Go to shrnetwork.biz slash truekava and that's T-R-U-K-A-V-A all one word and use code SHR for 25% off today. Remember those rectangular toaster pastries you used to love when you were a kid? Well, Legendary Foods has just made them better. The new cake-style tasty pastry is like nothing you've ever had before. With 20 grams of high-quality protein and less than one gram of sugar, you'll feel like you're cheating but you're not. Go to shrnetwork.biz slash legendary and use the code SHR10 to save to save 10% off your purchase of tasty pastries. Now available in cookies and cream, red velvet cake, birthday cake, blueberry, strawberry, brown sugar cinnamon, and hot fudge sundae. Go to SHRnetwork.biz slash legendary and use code SHR10 today. If you've listened to Superhuman Radio for any length of time, you know I'm a big proponent of peptides. One of my favorites is GHKCU, the blue copper peptide. It has the ability to repair and regenerate more youthful expressions of skin cells, reversing the signs of cell's stem cell awakening serum, along with their other products, contains potent formulations of blue copper peptides and only the highest quality organic ingredients. Superhuman Radio listeners can now save twenty five percent site wide. Go to shrnetwork.biz/blue and use the code SHR twenty five. Remodel your skin today. C sixty, also known as Buckminster Fullerene, is the most powerful, most versatile antioxidant in the world. It's been shown in studies to double the lifespan of rodents. We all all know the importance of taking antioxidants to slow aging, reduce inflammation, and improve mitochondrial function and energy production. But there are literally hundreds of antioxidants that would cost you thousands of dollars to take every day. I take one. I take C60 from C360 Health. Revive and Rejuvenate are two blends that harness the power of C60. Don't waste another minute. Go to shrnetwork.biz slash revive and use the code SHR for 15% off and free shipping inside the United States today. If you'd like a shortcut to better sleep, more energy, and calmer, more stable moods, then you should make sure you're supplementing with magnesium daily. Let me tell you why. About 75% of people are magnesium deficient. This deficiency can lead to higher levels of anxiety, irritability, trouble sleeping, and low energy. It can even contribute to foot and leg cramps while you sleep. Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers is the single best magnesium supplement in the world. Simply take two capsules before you go to bed and you'll be amazed by the improvements in your mood and energy levels and how much more rested you feel when you wake up. I take Magnesium Breakthrough every night and I sleep better because I use it. Go to magbreakthrough.com slash SHR and use the code SHR10 during checkout to save 10% off and get free shipping. Check it out. New Mass Pro Synthogen X2 just upped its own legendary game. To distance itself even further from the rest of the pack, Synthogen X2 now has double the key active ingredients. If you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like,
1: Synthogen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably to powerful bodybuilding drugs
0: at Synthogen.com mass pro synthogen when you train with it you'll gain with it you're listening to the superhuman channel we're ripped and we're ready hey hey welcome back we're talking about the ARX machine. You can go to shrnetwork.biz slash ARX to learn more. And I, I want to put this comment up before we talk about what I want to talk about, which is preparedness. Uh, and this comes from Taylor C. He says, 46 grand. You bet I'm going to be sleeping with it. <laughs> but look, I've said on the show for the past month, you need to learn about the ARX machine at this point in time. Maybe it's not in your budget to buy one for your home. The Economies of scale change prices over time. Uh, the more product they ARX sells, the more they build, the more they build, the cheaper they become. And who knows, maybe there's a a, a, a home version uh, somewhere in the future, I have to believe that there is. But really who we're talking to with today's show is the personal trainer. Because as Mike said to me off air... They have personal trainers that buy one machine and they get a little space somewhere in a in a strip mall somewhere, and they put it in a little studio gym, and they train their customers using the ARX machine. And here's the beauty of it: you don't have to train your customers frequently, maybe once a week. You don't have to train your customer as long, thirteen minutes. They they're in and they're out. But here's the best part: they love you because they actually see results. You know, Orange Theory and all these other places—they're just foo-foo gyms where people fool themselves and say, "Oh, I, you know, I have 36 points today. I hit my goal." But their bodies never change. They don't look any different. They don't gain any muscle. They're—they're they're too focused on the—the—in—inconsequential. You, if you end up with 50, 60, 70 clients, training less time, less work for you, fewer times uh, per month. And paying you to see results that they actually see, and they don't only—not only do they not quit, but they tell their friends about it. This is a business in a box; they really are. And and granted, Taylor says, "I need to re-up my training certification." I smell a write-off, lol. And he—it is a write-off. I bet. I, I'm not an accountant, but you know, you buy something that you for your business, there are tax value to that. There's no doubt about it. I mean, that's really who we're talking about uh, to right now, right, Mike?
1: Absolutely. So, you know, we really launched the, the most recent product line in 2016. And so many of our customers, probably 75% of our customer base, are either existing businesses. So this could be a chiropractor, physical therapist, you know, rehab center, um, you know, longevity institute. We have a couple of those. Or this is somebody who's like, I see the vision. Like, I see that this is the future. I understand that this is a better product pretty much in all the ways. And I know that if I get 20, 50, 100 customers, like, I'll pay this thing off no problem. And so that's exactly what we, what our customers have done. You know, we have 150 businesses around the world that are, are utilizing ARX in some form or fashion, uh, to service their client base. And sometimes that is literally just one ARX machine in a room, um, where people pay, you know, 60 bucks a workout, just as they would for personal training, except they get quantified results and they're also a very differentiated business compared to every other personal trainer out there, uh, who's doing, you know, quote unquote functional, <laughs> functional training and DRX bands or a CrossFit type workout or whatever they're doing. You, as a business owner who has ARX, are immediately separating yourself from everybody else and you can prove that your, your type of training, this ARX training, is improving at 30%, 40%, whatever the case is over the course of a few months. And that's, that's something that trainers can't really do. They're never going to get the strength improvements that you're going to see on an x machine because it's going to take three months for them to even teach you how to do a one rep max deadlift. If you're, you know, you have no experience in the gym, you can do one rep max leg presses today, right now. The numbers might be pretty low, but you're still working at your maximum in that moment, and that is priceless. When I when I think about it, um, that's saving me so much time as an individual. I don't have to go through this long learning curve. I can show up today, and this machine will give me exactly what I need. Uh, and you, as a trainer, you got the, you. You look like a god. You choose. You choose the best weight. Putting quotes on that every time. <laughs> you're like the best weight guesser of all time in personal training world. And that's really where you get like good trainers versus bad trainers is the people who understand progressive overload. People who understand how to modulate intensity from day to day and ask you the right questions and parse out your recovery. You don't need to do any of that. I train people off the street who I've never met and I don't ask them any questions and they get the best leg press of their life instantaneously. They look at me like I'm, you know, some genius and I'm over here just kind of like telling them to do impossible things, like stop the machine, and they walk away happy. And so that's uh, it's it's really a paradigm shift for businesses.
0: And 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 I want to add something to that. No injuries. No, a, a personal trainer's worst nightmare is having a client do something and they get hurt. Personal trainer feels horrible because they were hired to avoid that. Because people can hurt themselves on their own without paying sixty dollars an hour. They don't need you to guide them into an injury. <laughs> You can't hurt yourself it, again. If you decide you're in a dangerous spot, you feel like, "Oh, I can't handle this." You just stop pushing. That's it. You ride the machine back. It's done. And they even have an emergency shutoff switch on the right, but you'll never use it because if you're if you're pressing, if you're pulling and you feel like, "Oh no, I'm going to hurt myself," you just stop. You just you can't do that with a loaded bar. You can't right. You can't I mean I, I mean I've torn enough hamstrings to know that the weight is the weight is the weight and once you're in in motion it doesn't forgive you if you weren't prepared.
1: It doesn't. I'd also say from from a business perspective because injuries are something you want to avoid at all costs. You might not take certain clientele on. You might not take somebody on who's coming off rehab, you might not take somebody who's who's you know very feeble like an elderly uh, client. The elderly clientele love ARX for that exact reason that you just stated. They feel, for the first time ever, when they're doing resistance exercise, like they're in control. Like they have the keys to what's happening right now. And that is so empowering for a generation who basically never did resistance exercise. And even if they did, they weren't doing it at this level of intensity. And we have 80-year-olds that do ARX, and they love it. And they show up once a week they're not going to look like bodybuilders anytime soon, but they're not, their goals are different. They need to do, they need to make sure their bones are healthy for, you know, the rest of their life. They may, if they fall for whatever reason, they have to be able to grab the handle and have their muscles respond. So they don't slip and fall even further. Like these are basic, you know, things in life that are required. Um, and my parents are 73 years old. They, they don't do any resistance exercise. And it's because they don't trust a trainer and they don't trust a gravitational weight. Uh, to be their friend it can go wrong quickly and for a lot of people it only needs to go wrong once and you write off resistance exercise forever and you just stick to walking jogging maybe some cycling and those aren't the things that are going to build muscle mass and bone mineral density like you need the the valuable resistance that comes from resistance exercise but where are you going to find that if every time you step into a gym you get hurt or every time you step into the gym you're afraid of what might happen
0: you know, um, we talked about this many years ago. A study that showed that um, squatting, not not j- just squatting with minimal weight, for postmenopausal women, reestablished bone mineral density in the hips to a greater degree than hormone replacement therapy or any of the bisphosphonates out there. And so, people need to do weight bearing movements. This is resistance training. But as you say, most of them are not going to do it. There's another study that a friend of mine said he's sending me that just showed that 80% of the falls that elderly people happen and then break their hip, actually their hip broke first and that's why they fell. They get out of a chair and, oh, something went wrong, bang, they hit the floor and, and, and you know, forensically we go, oh, you broke your hip when you hit the floor. No, they broke their hip and then they hit the floor. And all of that could be solved by having them do resistance training. This leg press. Every elderly person should get on the And again, they're not going to press harder than they can. So it's not that it's it, it's challenging in a sense, but it's challenging with this like safety net. Like, hey, don't worry if you if you can't do it, you just stop. This may be one of the most important uh bits of information that people break their hip first and then fall, that will cry for people doing more to increase bone mineral uptake as they age. And I don't see them going into the gym and squatting. I mean, I know there's people on Instagram, he's 87 years old and he's pulling 300 pounds. I mean, you're going to, God bless those people. I hope I'm one of them someday. But the reality is, you don't have to be that person. No, no, You don't have to stand on the sidelines. You can get in an ARX machine and get that workout that's going to keep you from breaking your hip and then falling.
1: We're going after the 99.9% of the world, Carl. Like this is not – it. it's great when bodybuilders and some people you know put up crazy numbers on our stuff. Like that's cool. But they're going to be fine either way. They're going to be training until they're 80. They're going to be that very small percentage of people. But what do we do about everybody else? who who's kind of written it off because they got injured that one time at a CrossFit workout or they tore their Achilles 10 years ago and they never really felt fully safe to get back into training. Like there's just story after story after story of people who use ARX machines and they say, Oh my God, this is the first time that I have felt safe to work this hard. Maybe in sometimes their entire life, but a lot of times they, they relate it directly back to a situation where like, since I got in that car crash and my back got screwed up or since I broke my leg or whatever the case was, that's just like this moment in time when they, their bodies were, they like betrayed them in some way. Like, oh wow, I'm mortal. <laughs> I'm not a, you know, 16 year old kid who could just bounce off walls and have nothing happen. Sometimes you just literally bend down to pick up the groceries and like, there goes your back. And then you never do exercise again. All right. You know, it could be 10, 20, 50 years. And so if you don't have an easy on-ramp for people that they feel safe, uh, to get back to this very, very essential part of life, which is resistance training, resistance exercise, then we're, we're, we're doing everybody a disservice. Yeah. Like by saying, this is your only option. You can go to CrossFit and use weights. You could go to, uh, Orange Theory and do cycling. That's it. It's yeah. binary choice. Or, or, or nothing. Or do nothing.
0: <laughs> right, right. Uh, we gotta take a break. I just wanna put this up again. If you are a personal trainer or you work at a gym, you really need to get them to look into this device. Uh, because this could be a game changer for your clients. I see established gyms putting one of these in, uh, in their gym just the same way they put a Smith machine in. But the difference is people don't just walk up to it and get on it. Now they have to go to the personal training staff and sign up to use it. And that's a big deal for gyms because I can tell you right now, gyms struggle to keep their personal training staff employed because a lot of people don't want to sign up for you to teach me how to do a standing curl or, you know, a lot of moves they see people do. I can do that. I'll do that. I'll do that. This, they have to have your assistance. This is absolutely a funnel to catch more clients that want to be involved with your personal training staff. I see every gym needing this. The QR code is up there. Scan it. Go to the page and learn. And even if you're not going to buy one, you need to learn about this machine because there will be one in your future at some point in time. There's no doubt in my mind. I Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more Superhuman Radio. More than 240 million Americans take supplements daily in pill form, but poor nutrient absorption means the promised results are rarely achieved. Healthy Cell uses a clinically proven patent-pending gel delivery system that increases absorption by 165% over pill form. Go to shrnetwork.biz slash cell. that's H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, today, and use the code SHR to save 20% off your purchase of Healthy Cell supplements. Over 30 million men experience a form of rectilibrillation dysfunction. Meet Eddie, a device designed to help men strengthen and maintain their erections. Based on 2021 clinical trials, over 95% of men experience positive results wearing Eddie, instead of relying on costly pills and experiencing side effects. I checked out Eddie by Giddy at shrnetwork.biz eddy. Eddie. offers free resizes and the product works. Sign up for a subscription and save $20 off your first device with promo code SUPER20 that's super E R two zero. a 60 day guarantee can't be beat treat ED with Eddie. Eddie by Giddy at shrnetwork.biz/eddie. I would easily say that I am the hugest proponent you will ever meet to doing anything that will improve the quality of my sleep, and that's because sleep is linked to just about every metabolic disorder we see in our population today. One of the easiest things you can do to improve the quality of your sleep is to get a pillow that can be shaped into the exact form factor that allows you to get your best night's sleep, and that is my pillow. I've been sleeping with my pillow for a few years now, and I can tell you that when I have to travel and stay in hotels, I don't get a good night's sleep because I don't have My pillow with me. Right now, you can save up to 60% off of everything offered to improve the quality of your sleep at shrnetwork.biz slash MyPillow when you use the code SHR. Or you can call toll-free 800-889-4938 and remember to use code SHR to save up to 60% off of everything at their website. Have you been struggling to achieve results in the gym? Trouble sleeping through the night? Overwhelmed with stress or anxiety? Look no further than Infiniwell Supplements. They have designed products to address specific needs like muscle growth, hormone balance, sleep and anxiety from the first use. InfiniWell helps you live well. Go to shrnetwork.biz slash well. that's B-E-W-E-L-L, and use code SHR20 and start living well today. If you've listened to this show for any length of time, you know that I have struggled to give up coffee for years. Coffee has destroyed my gut and it's impaired my health. Well, I haven't had coffee in months thanks to a product called Magic Mind. Magic Mind is the first nootropic blend I actually feel working. One shot and I'm good all day long. My memory is crystal clear and I'm able to function and have great focus without coffee or caffeine for that matter. If you want to try a product that really works, if you're like me and you want to give up coffee forever or you just need something occasionally that will help you lift the brain fog, Magic Mind is your product. I promise you that this product you will feel when you use it. Go to shrnetwork.biz slash magicmind all one word and use the code SHR for a whopping 20% off your first order. Being superhuman means being conscientious about the choices we make. White Oak Pastures is superhuman when it comes to raising livestock. They're committed to animal welfare, land regeneration, and rural revival. They responsibly manage the entire process from the pasture to your doorstep. High quality, pasture raised, great tasting meat from a farm you can trust. Full nose to tail selections. They even have options for your pet. Go to SHRNetwork.com biz slash white oak and use the code superhuman to save 10% off your entire first order. This is the superhuman channel doing reps with the weight of the world. Welcome back. Welcome back. We have Cameron George in the green room. He's going to be coming on at the top of the hour to talk to us about Kava. If you're like me and you've experienced no benefits from Kava because it's in pills, there's a reason. And we're going to talk about that later. Right now, we're talking about the ARX machine with Mike Polano. Um, so one of the things I want to talk about earlier that we'll do now, um, we hear a lot of people talk about functional strength. We hear about people t- talk about uh, preparedness. The, I, I would offer that nothing is going to build that kind of strength like the ARX machine. And and here's why I say this. So, yes, granted, your first rep, your first two reps may not be the maximums you can handle right off the box, but you're going from, as Mike said before, so eloquently, sitting on the couch to handling a very heavy weight. And even that first and second rep, which typically isn't the, the strongest rep, is going to continue to get stronger over time, just as the other reps get stronger. So I would, I would offer that if you really are somebody who wants to be able to be explosive very quickly out of the box, you know, I traveled to Israel right after September 11th and I was scared and I was sitting on an El Al flight and I was thinking, well, the oxygen tank is over there. I can grab that and swing it like a baseball bat. These are real life scenarios. I mean, I, I, Mike is smiling, but we all go through life if we are aware of our surroundings, thinking about these things like, wow, what if this happens? I have a funny vibe here. So no training at the gym where you do two warm up sets and then you get a little heavier and then you get, you, you can't do warm up sets when somebody's in your face. You have to explode. Where do you think you're going to develop the most explosive, on-the-dime strength, ARX. I just realized it when you said that because it's true. I walk down. There's no warm-up. I sit in the seat. My first rep is everything I can give it at that moment. Sure, the second rep gets a little stronger, and by the third and fourth rep, I'm strongest. And by the fifth and sixth, I start to trail off. But you can't help but lift all of those as you train more. So that means your first rep off the box, cold, is going to be a lot stronger than it is today and that is where the preparedness and 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 uh functional strength really comes from. You want to opine on that, Mike?
1: Yeah, yeah. So maybe a good example would be we talked about earlier um falls in elderly people, but really just falls in general. So what happens when you fall? The hope is that you catch yourself. Mhm. And that you put your hand out and the force from the railing or the floor, whatever your hand grabs, goes through your muscles and everything can be absorbed and it keeps your body upright. Now, somebody who's not strong or somebody who lacks the ability to create force quickly, in that case, they grab the handle, they grab the railing and their body can't react fast enough. And so their, their, their body ends up Completing the fall all the way to the ground, and then they hit the deck, right? What we would want is we want to create a resilient like shock absorber system that has the ability to to take a hit, absorb that force, have the muscles contract, have the bones all maintain their integrity, and be able to push back at the appropriate level so that I don't hit the deck, I don't fall, I don't break my hip. Well, in your case, you're saying they break their head before that. That's new. But, but they yeah, but
0: that. with that, yeah, good, good. We'll explain. But the same we'll thing with like athletes, right? If I'm, in, if I'm if I'm
1: a rebound for basketball, and like most injuries happen in basketball on the way down, it's not on the way up. So it's absorbing the force mm. as you hit the ground. If your body, if your system, your shock absorbers, your muscles, your ligaments, your tendons, if those are not capable enough to handle that force that's coming from the ground, something will break in the chain. Or you'll crumble to the ground, and then something might break. So that's life. That's the whole. That's the whole game. It's just giving and absorbing force. Uh, and when we when we are not resilient enough, we break. We get injured. I tear my Achilles tendon playing basketball. I could squat a whole bunch of weight, but like the resilience of my whole system at that time was not good enough to handle coming down in a rebound. And then pop, there goes my Achilles tendon. It's like what happened? Like why was I so capable for the rest of my life and all the other sports I ever played? And then all of a sudden when I was, you know, twenty eight years old or whatever, I I couldn't handle that force, and then my Achilles explodes. That's weird. What what happened in the chain in the system that made it less resilient, less capable to create the force to save the day in that in that rebound? And that's really what we're trying to build with whatever you want to call functional strength is the ability to interact with our world and not get injured. The ability to interact with our world and, and, and move heavy objects and, you know, lift lift the garbage can. That's, that's what we're trying to build as just resilient individuals. Yeah, it's cool when you look better naked and you have muscles and biceps and stuff like that. But, like, none of that matters if you can't pick up your kid off the ground without your back going up. Right.
0: Uh, I want to plug the product again. We're coming to the end of this interview. I'm asking people to stick around at the top of the hour when we start talking about Kava. You can go to shrnetwork.biz slash arx. If you are a personal trainer and you want to start your own gym, this is the way to do it. They offer financing too, to make it easy for you to get into one of these. Um, if you're a person who has accumulated a certain amount of wealth and you want to Treat yourself on something that will repay you for the rest of your life. Get one for your home gym. And, uh, you know, I have lots of problems with my legs. I have a, a neurological disorder. Uh, my sister had it. It actually killed her. It's not going to kill me because I'm working very hard against it. But my leg strength isn't what it used to be. I used to post videos of me leg pressing 1,500 pounds with regularity and, and squatting and deadlifting as a superset's. I can't do that stuff anymore. But what I am confident now is that I have an ARX machine at home where I can train a few times a week and gent- and gently, gently push my legs harder and harder without the risk of injury, which is important to me at this point. I just want to finish the race now. I'm 63 years old. Um, and and it, it gives me a great sense of hope. When, when you were talking a minute ago, I was thinking I really need to start leg pressing a couple times a week. I'm afraid. To, so I'll, I'm, 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 prideful. I, I, I have always been very strong and, um, it hurts me, hurts my feelings not to be able to go into the gym and do the things I did just, in, just a, uh, five years ago, four or five years ago. Uh, I went in for my first foot surgery early 2019. I was still squatting. I was still uh, leg pressing. I was still, I mean, it was doing all that great stuff that I loved. It just made me feel so powerful. And now I go into the gym and I watch girls squat what I can't, <laughs> you know, it just bums me out, Mike. It's just, a I'm a guy and, 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 uh, and, and being strong was important, but I do believe that I can have strong legs again, thanks to the ARX machine. I really do. And, and this show inspired me to get in there and start training my legs more. That's it.
1: I'm glad that that inspired you. And, you know, we, we do 12,000 workouts a month. Like there's plenty of other people who are getting inspired to do this and they don't look like bodybuilders. They don't look like you did in your heyday. They weren't doing 1500 pounds or whatever you said, you know, squatting 700 pounds. Um, if, if you are a personal trainer, this is a business in a box. This will differentiate you immediately. This will get you better results than what you're getting currently. And you'll be able to prove to your customers that it's happening. If you're a longevity institute, if you're somebody who's just thinking about helping elderly and just want to make sure that you stay healthy for the whole race and not just for a portion of it when you're, when you're, you know, in your thirties, then this is, this is a 401k for strength. Like you just do it once a week, keep investing, compound interest comes in and you live a very long and healthy life. You don't have to worry about osteoporosis. You don't got to worry about diabetes. Like these things just don't become problems when you just check the, the box that is resistance exercise. It is truly longevity in a pill, essentially. And we're we're taking all of the hard uh, variables out of it. How much weight to choose? What sets reps? All that stuff doesn't matter anymore. Like we give you a very basic protocol, and as long as your intensity is high enough and the resistance is quality enough, you will get results. And that is that is the most important takeaway of what we do is. It is a paradigm shift. Every once in a while, there's one of those technologies that comes in and changes the game. Um, We are that technology.
0: I'm confident of it. And remember, we did a show uh, last month that showed that once-a-week training built more muscle and strength than three times-a-week training of a traditional gym protocol against the ARX machine. Like, everybody wants to do the most they can in the shortest period of time. The ARX machine actually makes that possible. And I don't mean these scammy personal trainers out there posting videos on YouTube about, oh, you know, just train 30 seconds a day and you'll – come on. you got to challenge the body. Nothing can challenge your body as quickly and safely as an ARX machine. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. Go back
1: and listen to the conversation with Lance Dalek if you're listening right now. I mean we're talking two and a half times fat loss, two and a half times uh, body fat percentage improvements, two times lean muscle improvements cardiovascular system three and a half times VO max improvements compared to a weight training group that was doing about 70, 70%, um, of one rep max and got all of those benefits in one third the amount of time. So like I'm running out of things to point to as to why this is a better, a better way forward. But like, we just keep proving it. And the best thing for anybody to do right now, who's like, I don't know, this guy kind of sounds like he's full of it. Please try one. Like, Reach out to us. Get on a machine. I promise. I'm batting a 1,000. No one's ever said this thing is fake once they've tried it.
0: So if you want to try it, go to arxfit.com contact. And there's a few hundred of these around the country, and they'll put you in touch with somebody that you can get in there and try it yourself. Do, do that. Do that at least. Try it. Mike, thanks for being here today, brother. And thank you for Absolutely. being a sponsor of Superhuman Radio. Thank you. Indeed. Take care. All right, we're going to take one quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to have Cameron George on, and we're going to talk about kava. Uh, some people say kava is better than alcohol. It gives you the same euphoric feeling without the destructiveness to your health, uh, but not everybody thinks kava does anything, and we're going to talk about why that is in just a minute. Stay with me. You are watching and listening to Superhuman Radio. One of the best health hacks there is is using an infrared sauna with regularity. But infrared saunas are expensive. You have to assemble them and they require a great deal of space in your home to dedicate to one. But that's all about to change because I negotiated an amazing deal with Helix, the infrared sauna blanket company, so that every one of my listeners can take advantage of an infrared sauna in their home, apartment, condo, wherever you live. Take it with you. Right now, you can get an infrared sauna blanket for just $469. And if you want, you can break it into four interest-free installment payments as well. is no longer an excuse not to have and use an infrared sauna. Go to shrnetwork.biz slash helix that's H-E-A-L-I-X use code SHR get this ridiculously inexpensive price now and 45 day risk free. If you don't like it send it back but I promise you you will love it and you will never want to be without it ever again. Plant medicine has become all the rage for mental optimization. Now there's an ancient plant medicine rapidly growing in popularity that experts believe might just be the alcohol of the future. It's called True Kava. Kava is a natural food Food grade elixir That has been used for over 3,000 years by South Pacific Islanders as safe, non-addictive alternative to drugs and alcohol. By naturally boosting the brain's main feel-good chemicals, dopamine, serotonin, and GABA, Kava provides you with both increased relaxation and mental clarity at the same time. True Kava is a new form of stabilized, full-spectrum, traditional Kava that is third-party lab tested for quality and safety. Go to shrnetwork.biz slash truekava, and that's T-R-U-K-A-V-A, all one word, and use code SHR for 25% off today.
1: Doc? should be powered by fat and protein, not carbs. That's why Visionary Pet makes low-carb, ketogenic dog food for dogs of all breeds and life stages. From kibble to freeze-dried and even low-carb treats, all Visionary Pet recipes are very low-carb, ketogenic, and made with 100% real meat protein. Shop now and use code SHR for 20% off your first order today. Your dog deserves the lifelong benefits of optimal nutrition. Make the switch to visionary and
0: see why smart dogs eat low carb. C60, also known as buckminster fullerene, is the most powerful, most versatile antioxidant in the world. It's been shown in studies to double the lifespan of rodents. We all know the importance of taking antioxidants to slow aging, reduce inflammation, and improve mitochondrial function and energy production. But there are literally hundreds of antioxidants that would cost you thousands of dollars to take every day. I take one. I take C60 from C360 Health. Revive and Rejuvenate are two blends that harness the power of C sixty, don't waste another minute. Go to shrnetwork.biz/slash revive and use the code SHR for fifteen percent off and free shipping inside the United States today. Most people have heard of phytoestrogens, but did you know there are beneficial phytoandrogens? The top source of these is pine pollen. It even contains trace amounts of testosterone and DHEA. If you're looking for a one hundred percent natural testosterone booster, this is worth trying. Lots of men love it, and it even works for women. Lost Empire Herbs offers the highest quality wild harvested, non-irradiated pine pollen. Back- backed by a 365-day money back guarantee. It works for you or you don't have to pay for it with nothing to send back. Go to shrnetwork.biz/lostempire, use code SHR, get 15% off your order today. If you'd like a shortcut to better sleep, more energy, and calmer, more stable moods, then you should make sure you're supplementing with magnesium daily. Let me tell you why. About 75% of people are magnesium deficient. This deficiency can lead to higher levels of anxiety, irritability, trouble sleeping, and low energy. It can even contribute to foot and leg cramps. While you sleep. Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers is the single best magnesium supplement in the world. Simply take two capsules before you go to bed and you'll be amazed by the improvements in your mood and energy levels and how much more rested you feel when you wake up. I take Magnesium Breakthrough every night and I sleep better because I use it. Go to magbreakthrough.com slash shr and use the code shr10 during checkout to save 10% off and get free shipping. Check it out. This is the Superhuman Channel where brawn and brains finally meet. Hey, hey, welcome back to Supreme Radio. We're joined by Cameron George with True Cava. How you doing, Cameron? Hey, Carl. How are you doing? Wonderful, wonderful. Thanks for being here today. So, oh, absolutely. about five years ago, I was at an anti-aging convention. A guy came up to me, and we were talking, and he says, how do you sleep? And I says, I sleep okay. I'm always looking for ways to sleep better. And he gave me a bottle of Cava and he said, you know, try these before bed and you'll sleep great and I tried them, I can't honestly say my sleep tracker showed me anything. And so then a friend of mine says, "Well, you know, Kava's great like if you're going to a party, you don't want to drink." And I took the it, it required 3 capsules, I took 3 about an hour before I went to the party. Didn't notice anything. I ended up taking 3 more at the party. Didn't notice anything. And I literally still have that bottle in my in my supplement been, never touched it again, never even thought about it again. And I thought, well, this kava, I don't understand what people are getting all excited about. It's a bust. It doesn't do anything. Like, okay, maybe I'm a non-responder, but I'm not a non-responder to anything that I can think of. Then Tim introduces me to you, and you tell me this story that I want you to tell the audience. So kava is is, is a plant medicine that's been around for thousands of years, and obviously If no one felt anything, it wouldn't be around for thousands of years. And, and I said, what's the secret? So explain the process of how the forerunners of using kava prepared it versus putting it in a capsule.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, what you described there is an extremely common tale, you know, with people trying to dive into, you know, this particular compound. It was, it was my story as well. I mean, I got into this whole thing kind of, it's been kind of like a pain to purpose journey for me. I mean, I got, ridiculously sick with an autoimmune spectrum illness in my early twenties and ended up kind of going through the whole gambit of, um, you know, exhausting the allopathic model and then functional medicine and the entire thing. Um, and you know, during the process I developed really bad convulsatory seizures sometimes, uh, you know, mm. up to 10 a day that I was having. So it was, it was a really nasty situation. I was heavily addicted to benzodiazepine medication, uh. you know, to, try to keep those at bay. And, and you know, I'm sure you you know, your listeners are, are very familiar with those drugs. They're They're, you know, they're some of the most addictive, overly prescribed, you know, drugs that are on the pharmaceutical market currently. Um, And yeah, I mean, they're very effective in the short term, but problem is, is that they set up this gradient in your body, um, you know, that down regulates these GABA receptors that are, you know, responsible for the inhibitory process, you know, of, of, you know, relaxing the system and, you know, reducing seizure activity, enhancing sleep, but they deplete the system at the same time, like a pharmaceutical does, or like alcohol would do. We set up a gradient to where you're, you're actually digging into your body's bank account of available neurochemistry. And therefore you set up the gradient in which, you know, eventually you, know, you run out of those chemicals and then you go into withdrawal and you know, you can't even, you know, maintain the status quo with those things. So well, that was I, a huge problem. I, I, with I, I,
0: me. I want to mention something about benzos for a second and then, yeah. and then you pick, you hold that thought. What people don't realize if they take benzos for anxiety, if they take benzos for a variety of reasons, when the benzo wears off the first time, whatever condition you were taking them for comes back a little stronger. The longer you take the benzos, when they start wearing off, if you if you if you're taking benzos for anxiety, let's say your anxiety is a ten, you take a benzo, and you're down in the one. It's like oh, I feel calm. Well, when your anxiety comes back because the benzo wears off, comes back as a twelve. And every, and the longer you take them, your anxiety gets worse and worse and worse. This is why people have such a hard time weaning it off because they can't. It's like, no, when they wear off, it's worse than it was before. The doctors don't care. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: Right. And it's, it's, it's actually a really simple concept when people. A lot of people, I I, I mean, it really is amazing how common it is to take drugs for, you know, neurological symptoms of all kinds, anxiety and depression and cognitive dysfunction. But a lot of people really, I would say most people really don't know exactly how drugs work. You know, they work on all different pathways. If you take a drug like Adderall that enhances cognitive function, it works in the dopamine pathway. You know, these, these, these antidepressants obviously work in the serotonergic pathway primarily. And these benzos work on the GABA pathway where they enhance the influx of, you know, ions through this GABA, a, you know, you know, receptor channel, um, which, which, you know, basically creates an inhibitory effect, which calms down the body. The problem is, is that with a pharmaceutical, you know, basically it's going in there and it's hacking those receptors to basically dump its available stores of this neurochemistry. So it's almost like, it's like borrowing from tomorrow to pay for today. It's like charging credit with your body's own bank account of its neurochemistry and so it's not like you know it's kind of like if i don't have you know if i have not enough money to go out and buy a car i could go out and get a loan today that doesn't mean that i've solved the problem because now i owe you know the money on the car and eventually i'm going to have to pay that back with interest so you know that's that's a situation that people end up in with pharmaceuticals of all kinds But with benzos, it's just the cost is incredibly great because GABA is a crucial pathway for maintaining basic stability and even sanity in the system because it it regulates, you know, this sort of stabilizing continuum in the body that stabilizes a lot of the excitatory chemicals and like the stress hormones. So whenever you end up in that ricochet effect where you borrow, 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 and eventually you're in a debt situation, the drug eventually loses its effectiveness, you take it away. And then, boom, your anxiety is back, you know, you know, you know, significantly, you know, sometimes two to tenfold. Um, you know, it's a huge problem, right? Because like that's, you know, you don't have the ability to even, uh, you know, deal with stress on an even mild to moderate level at that point. So that is, uh, you know, like a huge problem. But basically how I came across, you know, this whole thing with Kava was I was heavily addicted to these drugs, like so many people are, and I was, uh, you know, I was in this situation where I was on huge doses of them for a long period of time, you know, just like in the beginning, you know, charging the credit. I was, uh, um, you know, it, it, it ameliorated my symptoms to, uh, you know, a significant degree in the short term, but then long term, obviously they were start you know, they were starting to lose their effectiveness and my seizures were coming back significantly more and they were already at a lethal point. Because of the, the amount of seizures that I was having, the duration of the seizures and how weak my body was in the state that I was in. Mm. So it was a pretty crucial point for me. And so I had to find a strategy off of these medications. Um, but they were really the only thing that was keeping me from being able to, to, you know, sleep or being able to even ingest food because I was at a point where I was, I was reacting so heavily to everything, food, supplements, medications that I couldn't take anything without going into a, you know, convulsatory reaction or basically a seizure. This is a really crucial situation for me. You know, years prior, because it like it took me several years to get to this point, and I had already spent many years delving and scouring medical and scientific literature for every available therapeutic compound, natural and, you know, synthetic, and treatments and therapies, modalities. So I had a pretty good general understanding of, you know, not only standard pharmacology, but ethnopharmacology and plant pharmacology as well. So I kind of knew the litany of substances that were out there. But I had overlooked kava before whenever I was first going down this road of trying to find something that bounded these pathways, because, um, I had tried it just like you had tried it. I had went and bought, you know, several companies of, you know, encapsulated Kava products from the health food store. And it basically didn't, it, you know, the effects weren't, they were basically, uh, you know, akin to what you'd get off of a, of, of a you know cup of chamomile tea. So it, it, it wasn't nothing, but it was like close to nothing. And for me and my symptoms, it was kind of like shooting a BB gun at a freight train. You know, it just, it was not going to stop it. It wasn't even near powerful enough. But yet whenever I got in this crucial situation, I started, you know, talking to a few of my contacts and one was an indigenous Islander from the South Pacific where where Kava comes from was deep, deep roots there. It's been used for 3000 years as a core part of their culture. They drink it like we drink alcohol. They, they use it, you know, therapeutically, medicinally, spiritually. But anyways, he was telling me, well, you should definitely try Kava. And I said, I've tried Kava. And he kind of snickered. He kind of laughed a little bit whenever I told him what I tried and he said, that's not real kava dude. Like at all. Um, that's, that's no more kava than a caffeine pill is coffee, but that's not even a great comparison because at least caffeine pills do something if they give, you know, they give more side effects than coffee. Um, you know, but you basically, um, that form is an entirely different form that is not even kava by definition. The definition of kava, kava is the full constituent drink mixture, um, of you know the water extraction of specifically the roots of this plant called Piper methysticum, which is a shrub that grows in you know this specific part of the world in South Pacific Islands primarily, and it's a preparation just like coffee is a preparation. I was right?
0: just, just going to say that we don't call it hey I'm drinking a coffee bean. We say we're drinking yeah. coffee because coffee is the preparation and the liqueur. Of the bean. So we call kava, we think it's that, it's the bean. It's, it has the the root. It's not the root. It's the preparation of the root is kava. Just like wine is, is, is a preparation.
2: It's a, it's a pseudo medicinal preparation. And there are all kinds of, or even, you know, like ayahuasca or something like that, these really strong plant medicines from the Amazon. It's the mixture that's been given that name. And it's basically that preparation that's been prepared through natural means that don't denature or destabilize the natural composition of the full spectrum of active living constituents within that that you know root material basically Well, well
0: I have to I have to believe kava, now that we know what we're talking I'm talking about the liquid is actually a preparation that enables the components and constituents of that root to do the things that we expect them to do. You know, you 100%. you could chew a coffee bean it's not a cup of coffee, you know, it's yeah. a big difference. So. Well, it's not
2: in the same way. And, and an even more important point possibly is that, you know, if you take, because you can buy, you know, synthetic isolated, you know, caffeine powder on the internet, you can buy it off Amazon. If you were to take a whole bottle of that stuff, it could actually harm you, right. you, you know, to the ER. And many people get all kinds of side effects and, you know, it's, you know, the safety is compromised and the effects are just different. It's not as much of a clean feeling it's very very different um in that form because they use solvents to basically isolate one main constituent Mm. um or you know they synthesize it in the lab or whatever but basically they're taking it out of that that sort of entourage effect um you know that is present in the complete mixture from that plant material plants like we have to remember are living organisms like humans are living organisms so they have a vast array of symbiotic, you know, living constituents that work together, just like the cells, hormones, active constituents in our bodies, you know, that kind of work together to kind of form this symphony of living harmony. And in this case, you know, the living therapeutic effect of a plant medicine. And so it's the same thing with coffee. It's the same thing with um, you know, you know, other preparations. You know, another actual comparison that's really good is is uh, coca tea. You know, from South America. It's very different than cocaine, right? Now, I mean, Kava is safe I, I didn't, than I didn't even
0: know they drink coca tea. I only ever snorted cocaine when I was a kid, so I didn't even know that yeah, existed. I, so I think we've all been there, but,
2: but the, uh, <laughs> yeah, so we all know how dangerous cocaine, obviously. It's, it's one of the nastiest substances you can put in your body. But, you know, coca tea is the natural sort of water extracted preparation from just the pure natural leaves. Um, and they drink coca tea, you know, the, um, the indigenous people in Peru drink it daily and nobody's robbing convenience stores. No one is even really addicted to the substance because in that form, it has a built-in sort of natural modulation of the active constituents mm. that the body. It doesn't create this depletion of the dopamine that right. sets up that bar from yeah, tomorrow. you got to go get more.
0: Milk. Now I need more. Now I need more. Right, exactly. So these natural medicines have, you know,
2: you know, because they came from the same ecology that we came out of, you know, human beings come out of the natural ecology. They're, you know, we're part of the living environment. The same sort of intelligence has constructed them. And so the ones that as well, they don't, you know, create this contradictory effect in human biology that creates this sort of traffic jam or this messing up of the assembly line of biochemical processes that confuses the whole thing and causes it to try to self-correct, ricochet in the opposite direction, deplete the system. It's not hacking it.
0: You know, it's, it's basically it's working with the body. And in fact, I hate the term biohacking. Yeah, because it well I don't want to get into it but I I hate the term biohacking I don't like it at all but anyway um so what is the process it's a long process how do you make kava out of that particular plant root right exactly so
2: just you know to you know to kind of sum it up real quick you know there are two categories of kava products there are there is traditional kava which is what I've been sort of alluding to which is this water extracted water and pressure extracted full preparation just like coffee but with kava and then there are kava like extract products and that's basically the only thing that's on you know the american market outside of what we're doing right now um and that's basically all the capsules paste liquids tea bags you know that 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 basically use either chemical solvents or even ethanol or, or alcohol to like
0: grab yeah, on a few of the Yeah, to liberate the kavalactones, right.
2: Yeah, and yeah. you know, the problem with that is at least with, with caffeine, when you isolate caffeine, you get effects still, but with side effects. Kava, you actually lose most of the dimensions of the therapeutic effects when you do that, because it takes away all of the supportive constituents that increase the bioavailability, the half-life, um, and, you know, add multiple other, you know, mechanisms across multiple receptors. So, whenever you whenever you extract in those ways where you get those capsules, you literally cut down the effects intensity by about 90% in most cases, and then you actually lose some effects altogether. Like, you don't get any of the mood-boosting effects that were always published, um, you know, about with kava that people, that, that make it a good alcohol alternative, right? You just get a, a mild sedating chamomile tea-like effect with the extracts. So those, by definition, are not kava. They are kava-like extracts. So that's that's the second category. So what we're talking about is True Kava, which is why we name the company such, is that true Kava is this indigenous preparation. That's where all the fame has come from. That's where, you know, that's the substance that has been seen as sacred in the South Pacific Islands that has been used literally for everything, weddings, funerals, spiritual ceremonies, social gatherings, and you know, basically how they prepare it. Is they they you know they take the roots of this shrub called Piper methysticum with these beautiful heart shaped leaves and that's the Kava plant
0: mm-hmm.
2: and basically well you know first of all you have to select certain strains certain strains are wild strains that are not well consumed by humans and that's an important point too for quality and safety really? There's a category of strains uh, called noble varieties that have a certain chemical composition that we you know control every step of the process and we test for the whole thing that are basically have been dialed in you know, over hundreds, thousands of years for daily consumption. So they have a good chemical composition. that's very well tolerated and very medicinal to humans. Um, and you can use other strains for acute medicinal application, but th- th- that are sometimes packed a huge punch. But, you know, these are the strains that are really food quality, food grade, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the United States and abroad. But basically you take the roots of this plant and, you know, um, Traditionally, indigenous people, when they first started using it, would actually chew it. There would be one person appointed in the tribe, in the villages, in these islands,
0: and spit it but, out. You know, right? They would chew yeah. it and spit it out. Yeah,
2: yeah. They would chew it. They would. You, know, you only. They would appoint the young people um, <laughs> to chew it for the elders, and they would spit it into a huge bowl and mix it up. And for obvious reasons, we've moved away from that. Uh, but, you know, but wait a minute. But wait a
0: minute. Does so? So we have enzymes uh, in in our saliva. Did those enzymes contribute something? uh, that helped chaperone the product. We do believe that they, that they certainly did because anyone who's experienced
2: with Kava knows that that's, that's a really strong way of preparing it. However, we found that if you apply heat and if you apply enough pressure, you can can duplicate the same potency and get basically the same chemotype of active constituents out of it as well. But they didn't have a lot of means of generating heat back then. Um, and a lot of times, heat is a is a problematic thing for plant extraction. But with kava, the kava lactones and most active constituents are really stable. If you're preparing dried kava, if you're trying to do fresh kava, there's an extra level of potency. And that's kind of a different discussion. Mm-hmm. So those are you know you, you know different degrees. So there's there's different ways that we that we prepare, but it all stays within the range of using heat, pressure, or enzymatic activity. There are no solvents that are used because a solvent basically dissolves certain constituents, leaves others. So it's a way of isolating. And and, and a
0: lot of times a solvent leaves a residue of itself uh, behind. Yes.
2: Yes. Which is hugely problematic. Um, if it's, if it's a chemical solvent, you know, like hexane or like acetone. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and if it's alcohol, it's not hugely problematic in that standpoint, but it still denatures it, cut down, you know, cuts down the potency. And there are, there are extra, um, plant defense compounds that are, that are, and high amounts in the aerial parts of the plant, which is why you don't consume the aerial parts right. of the plant. Um, but you do consume the roots, and there are low amounts of these compounds. They're they're, they're actually very medicinal. Um, not of of the most egregious ones, but these mild plant defense compounds <coughs> in the roots. Um, but they're in very small amounts and they're in a good matrix balance with the active constituents to balance out their effects.
0: Do do they convey some sort of uh, uh benefit yeah. in those low, very, very low amounts? Yeah. Do they convey something I to the euphoric probably, effect? Yes,
2: there's there's you know the highest level of excitement in the in the ethnopharmacological sort of community, you know, sector of the scientific community with Kava is actually at, you know, managing metabolic diseases and cancers. Um, and these compounds called flavo-quavanes, um, that are these little plant defense compounds um, that are actually well tolerated by humans, but they can cause you know side effects and symptoms if they're in really high amounts and imbalance with the lactones. But they basically act as natural chemotherapy agents in the scientific literature. There's mm-hmm. troves of scientific literature on this. So basically, it's it's actually really amazing because they're quite toxic to – cells that can't respond from an antioxidant standpoint but they're non-toxic to healthy cells right and so unlike actual chemotherapy obviously that's indiscriminately toxic to all cells what this has been shown is is that you know these agents actually have um an apoptotic effect on unhealthy you know senescent cells basically zombie cells really? and cancerous, precancerous cells really
0: <laughs> so well, um, we're always looking for ways to to extinguish uh, senescent cells. So what you're saying yeah. to me is, cava prepared properly, the, the 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 historic way of preparing it, actually has a compound in it that could vanquish senescent cells.
2: Yes, yes, and actually it's 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 actually very well studied. There's there's a there's droves of literature on these what they're called chalcones. Um, uh, but you know the specific ones are flavoclawanes A, B, and C within cava. And they work in synergy in this matrix. They work best when present with the other constituents because the other constituents help with the bioavailability, help with the breakdown of them and help them to be, um, shuttled into the cell properly. But there are certain covalactones that actually increase what's called, you know, this pathway called AMPK, right. um, in, you know, you know, in the system, which is the cellular autophagy inducing pathway. And then the flavocobanes come in and actually have an apoptotic effect on these cells as well too so it's like a one two punch and what's been shown is is this one covalactone called young gonin helps to sensitize certain cancer cells or most have these cancer cells that have been looked at against um you know i uh, you know you know against you know the effects of of the flavocavins by you know through the ampk pathway and suppression of the mtor pathway etc <clears throat> so um so it's actually you know that's actually one of the, one of the most exciting places with, with quava research. So, I mean, we've got lots of literature, you know, of all types, cell cultures, et cetera. But what piqued the interest of that particular category was there was a large scale a epidemiological study that came out in 2000 that looked at the inverse relationship between quava consumption in the South Pacific and cancer instances. And in all eight countries that were, that were looked at, there was a direct inverse relationship between cancer instances of all kinds in kava consumption that was basically consistent across every country study. So basically the more kava that was consumed, the less cancer. So that piqued the interest. So then this whole drove of study came out and we now have all these mechanisms and we know it's just been known forever in the South Pacific that you know people who smoke have a much, much you know, lower likelihood of developing lung cancer because um, of,
0: and you suspect it's because of their consumption of kava.
2: We, there's, there's, you know, we can't, you know, obviously it's, you know, the process of science, the process of building evidence, right? But there, there is really, really good mounting evidence from multiple angles, you know, to, you know, to suggest that it's making a very strong contribution on that front for sure.
0: You know, what's funny about that is because it's, you know, it's so frustrating to me, you know, when people talk about the uh, Okinawans, oh, the Okinawans live so long. And, uh, and and you know, and I, and I say, well, you know, they have di- di- different genetics. I say uh, it's not – and everybody focuses on their diet. Oh, it, it's their diet. Now, granted, kava may be part of their diet, but they don't talk about the kava. They talk about, oh, well, they don't eat any red meat. And so everybody should abandon red meat. This is why science today has become – scientism It's more like religion. You have a dogma and now you're going to search out just the things that support your position. It's very sad. But anyway, I, I digress. So um, tell me about true kava. So true kava honors this tradition of making kava the way it's been made for thousands of years. I want to start taking it just because of what you told me about mTOR AMPK and its effect on senescent cells. Because I take rapamycin uh, every other week, six milligrams for that same. I could just be taking kava every day. Yeah, I mean it's
2: it's it, it really is. I mean it's you know people who consume kava over a long period of time have not only marked improvements in you know mental and psychological health. But also improvements in metabolic markers really across the board. Really, it's actually really amazing. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, this has always been observed in the indigenous people of in the South Pacific would use different language, obviously. They wouldn't use a lot of scientific terminology, but they would say, Well, yeah, like it's like we we use it for everything because it's an amazing substance that breeds life into a person. And they see it mainly. It's main claim to fame or its main signature, both in the natural ecology and the scientific community and also by the indigenous people. Um, and from an experiential standpoint, is the cava is a broad spectrum protective organism. It's a oh, protective, it's an ad- it's
0: an adaptogen. In other words, you're saying it's a, it's an adaptogen. Yes.
2: But it has it has more of a you know than standard adaptogens that you know basically are are going to modulate things. It has more of a direct, even acutely protective um, you know aspect to it from a neuroprotective standpoint because it hits on you know basically every you know neuro and tissue protective pathway that we know of from induction of the GABIT system. You know the reduction of glutamate. It's a COX1, COX2 inhibitor, obviously. It's a, uh, it activates, um, these hormesis pathways through the antioxidant response elements, increases levels of glutathione, etc. Um, you know, it also is a sodium calcium channel blocker, which is why it was so good on the seizure front as well too. It has nerve like it has every, you know, basically neuro and tissue protective pathway that we're familiar with, which is why it's so, so great on that front. But it also, you know, all these metabolic effects and shifting the body into ketosis and everything is also a protective adaptive pathway in times when food is not present Mm -hmm. as well. And, you know, not only does it help to, you know, you increase the body's, you know, production of ketones, through AMPK and fat burning, all this, but it actually helps to create. More dopamine in the brain by acting as a monoamine oxidase inhibitor that doesn't deplete the dopamine, which is really amazing. It's non addictive. So would this be, this would be beneficial for people
0: with PD then, right? People with Parkinson's disease may find some benefit from using Kava.
2: Well, they have from the neuroprotective standpoint and from the dopaminergic standpoint. I, I don't, I don't, we don't have like a huge patient population to draw from on on Parkinson's specifically, but you know, in theory, and I, I I definitely have talked to and seen some people that, that have benefited quite a bit. You know, and it's, it's, uh, you know, it's really amazing because, you know, Kabla is is able to kind of turn on the brain, but yet relax it at the same time. So a lot of people use it as a coffee alternative because it kind of elicits a state of calm, enhanced focus, right? Without interfering with your faculties, it improves cognitive function while relieving anxiety. Like, as with benzodiazepines, relieve anxiety, but they muddle up the brain chemistry. And they, you know, they, you know, reduce your cognition, your short-term memory. They screw your (laughs) sleep.
0: They do everything that you could possibly imagine that's wrong with you. They cause amnesia effects. Um, okay. I want to, I want to jump to a couple things. First of all, at what point does Kava become euphoric? Larger doses? Yeah. So Kava has sort of a titrated, you know, sort of spectrum of,
2: um, you know, effects, uh, you know, and applications. Um, At small dosages like we have in our core products, because what we're doing with, you know, the brand right now before we heavily go into the medical space is is we're trying to introduce a lifestyle brand where we can basically integrate Kava into every layer of the infrastructure to where everybody can tolerate it and make it maximally versatile. So these products are like food grade products, you know, to be at a very controlled dosages that's basically equal to what would be one shell or one cup. That you would drink in the islands, basically, and you can choose to drink more if you want to, but it's at a very tolerable level for basically one serving, whether it be one can or one shot or one dose of the oil. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so basically, at that dosage, it's just a very light, relaxing sort of nootropic sort of effect, right? That doesn't it doesn't interfere with your faculties really at any dosage, you know, to any substantial degree, but it's not even distracting at all. Even kids can take, you know, these dosages. Um, you know, both clinically and just like, you know, in, in a standard fashion. So it's, you know, it, it really is just sort of a really, um, you know, light effect that does wake up the brain and increase the mood, but it's not really euphoric at that dosage. Right. Now you, you double and triple that dosage, especially quadruple it, you know, about, you know, you know, four shell servings all of this. Now you start to get into the more sort of, you know, mood lifting to where it's actually euphoric, but it's not, I don't want that word to scare people because, a lot of times, people associate euphoria with both addiction and inebriation, well, and then
0: loss of control. And yeah, right, exactly. Yeah,
2: but but it has it it has a category of its own. The way it affects human neurochemistry and the way it affects human consciousness, it's able to elicit a euphoric effect similar to alcohol in high dosages, but while increasing your sort of engaged faculties. Not, not you know, affecting your 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 higher brain function, right? Executive um, function. Your ability like your, your fine motor skills, basically. Right. So basically, the effect at a Kava bar is you're engaged, you're relaxed, you're 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 able to connect easier with people, um, but yet you feel totally like yourself, right? So it's like getting you, you get that euphoria and high dosages, but yet you're not out of sorts, you're not in an altered state, which is really unique for a substance. Um, so euphoria, even with Kava, once you get up to like four servings and up, especially up to four to 10 servings, which is totally safe with food grade Kava, um, you can get to a pretty intense euphoria, but it's still a calm, enhanced state of natural supply.
0: It's manageable. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you, you have several products right now that we're offering our audience, right? I'm going to put this up here. So those are the Kava shots. Is that one serving or two servings? So each shot is one serving. All right. So, but you also have something... Oh, and let me do this. Go to shrnetwork.biz slash trukava, T-R-U-K-A-V-A, code SHR for 25% off, or scan that QR code on your screen if you're watching the show today. Now, what about the little dropper bottles? What's in there? Yes. Okay, so the dropper is
2: – that was actually our our initial product. That's going to be our most versatile, easy to consume for all ages. you got 30 doses in a bottle type of product that's still – is produced with traditional Kaba methods, but it's at a dosage and concentration that's a little bit lighter than, than, you know, the other forms, you know, the drink forms. Um, and that's just meant to be like, it's, it kind of has a leveling off effect where if you take more than like four or five, it's not going to keep intensifying. So you can take it at any time of the day without any of like a distracting or overly, you know, relaxing effect. And, you know, that's, that's, you know, the product that, you know, practitioners use with kids most and everything like that. And it's the product that one bottle will get you 30 doses. You can carry it around with you. You can put it in your coffee, you know, coffee enhances the absorption, caffeine enhances the absorption and it kind of takes the edge off coffee with some people. So people who drink coffee and get anxiety, a lot of people use it instead of coffee. I mean, I do, but, um, so yeah, so there's that thing. You can put it in coffee or tea or just put it in your food or on salads or anything. It's an all purpose sort of sort of food additive almost like you'd use an mct oil you know mm-hmm. yeah. it's a supplement really a food right that you can add as an all-purpose sort of relaxant not worry about taking too much of it or anything like that so it's the entry-level product that's most versatile very very balanced you know you know very very nice uh, light relaxing feeling in higher dosages more of the So
0: so taylor c says two things uh, and, and natalie's not uh, online right now but i'm going to get with her about this i'm not sure what he means uh, he says, uh, cold pressed full spectrum is fantastic. I prefer it to the shot, but this is a fantastic product. So I'm guessing he's saying that the, the eye dropper. See, everybody in the company got free samples from you. They used it all, and all I have left are these little, little eye bottles. So I'm going to try it tonight because I'm going out for, for, um, St. Patty's Day and I don't, I don't want to drink alcohol. So I'm actually going to use it tonight. Thank you. But yeah. Taylor also says that he loves true but the discount code is capped out, though. I don't know if he's talking about our discount code or what. But I'll get with Natalie and have her check that for sure, Taylor. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to use that tonight. So, uh, do what is it? One full milliliter? One full eyedropper? I would start. I would start with with,
2: with two full droppers. Full, you know. Mm-hmm. And you can take if you know you can take more than that. There is you know important thing with Kava that's 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 good for new users to know is that there is a crescendoing effect whenever you first start Kava. So there's a loading period. That everybody kind of has to go through well not everybody you know so basically you know you'll cover know, because of the effects that it has on the receptors on the neurochemistry it's kind of opposite of a pharmaceutical you know how we talked about with the pharmaceutical that it's not it biological the paddle right. from tomorrow today the whole thing kava is actually being known in the scientific literature now as more of like an anti-drug because it actually what we've shown in the literature is that with long-term effects we get an increase in GABA receptor density uh, you know, and it upregulates those systems while giving an acute therapeutic effect that relieves the symptoms, which was for me was a miracle in getting off of my benzos to save my life. Um, it's a long story short on that. But basically, um, you know, because of that, what they call a reverse tolerance effect, because it's repleting the system and upregulating, um, the weakest Kava will ever be is the first time you take it which is the opposite of a pharmaceutical pharmaceutical strongest it'll ever be is the first time you take it. And then tolerance ensues. You deplete the system and the amount of available GABA and right. things go down there. So Kava, um, if you don't feel it the first time, I always tell people to give it, you know, the 30 day Kava challenge. And you, no matter what level that you feel it at, whenever you first take it, you will feel it significantly more after taking it kind of regularly for 30 I'm days. Gonna,
0: I'm going to start tonight. I'm really excited. I got to tell you something. I feel like I'm part of the audience. I'm really excited about Kava. Of course, I have just yeah. given up caffeine and coffee because it's it's, it's hurt me. Um, I abused caffeine. I was using 1,500 milligrams a day uh, for years. Um, yes. And, and, and I actually noticed that now my brain is depleted of dopamine as a result of borrowing dopamine, tomorrow's dopamine today, tomorrow's dopamine today. And uh, uh, first of all, Taylor C. says the SHR code says reach capacity. I think that's on your website. Just for a record, okay. so you may yeah. want to look into that. Okay, yeah, yeah, we'll get that taken care okay. of. Okay, but the other thing is, have you ever heard of a drug? A drug called apomorphine. It's not uh, not related to morphine, the opioid. Apomorphine. Have you heard of that? Yes, i Yeah. Heard of it. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what science is discovering is a lot of men have erectile dysfunction that has nothing to do with the actual function of their penis. So, the traditional mm-hmm. PDE five inhibitors don't work for them. They are. They have severely depleted dopamine levels, and dopamine is a, a critical molecule for libido, sexual desire, and drive, and reward, and all those things. And these guys can't have sex not because their penis isn't functioning properly, because of plaque or whatever, because the PDE5 inhibitors do nothing for them. It's because they are so low on dopamine in their brain that they can't get aroused any longer. So apomorphine is now being added to many PDE5 inhibitors to help a guy get an erection and have sex. Well, women who lose their libido as they go through menopause, it appears that they also start to lose dopamine in the brain and they lose desire and they lose libido and, they, and they're and they saying women take apomorphine and they want to have sex again. So what you're talking about, kava And dopamine may make it even more popular amongst older couples who still want to be engaged in love and sex. Very,
2: very important point is one of the many points that that we could touch on. There's just so many. Um, That's one thing that actually Kava is very well known for is the enhancement of libido. And that's because of its natural effects on dopamine. But the good thing is that, okay, so the problem with treating that issue pharmaceutically, you know, um, You know, dopamine insufficiency is an epidemic issue today, right? Not just with men, but with women, too, as well, because we're so overstimulated with this sort of rat
0: race, sort of onslaught of sort of, you know, pleasure stimulus in our environment. Caffeine, but but, but also we we over-caffeinate ourselves day in and day out. That has to have something to do with it.
2: We over-caffeinate ourselves. You know, social media also plays a role because we're constantly getting, you know, obsessive dopamine hits every day, all day long. Um, and we can choose where we want to navigate in reality and we can choose to induce a dopamine hit that would, norm- would that, that, you know, either, you know, people do it through, you know, through, um, you know, pornography or through social media or any of these things where we have basically the ability to get a stimulus of our choice at our fingertips, an image, whether it be an image or a video or an action like a social media, like trying to get posts and likes and all this kind of stuff. All that stuff is stimulation that releases dopamine in the brain, Mm -hmm. and it's really unnatural to be able to manipulate our environment to that degree to be able to get those hits, right? And so after a while, you exhaust that system and those receptors, and it's harder to experience pleasure of any kind and even to feel good about life and have energy, focus, and motivation. And then on top of that, when people start to get depleted, then they start to become addicted to psychostimulants just to borrow more, to charge more credit, right? When the money is low, it's like, oh, get another loan, get another loan. So it starts with caffeine, and and a lot of times it ends up in things like Adderall use, right, which is at epidemic levels as well, too, on college campuses, and that is a huge problem. So if you're using drugs to stimulate dopamine of any kind, that is going to end up most likely being a problem long-term because, again, borrowing from tomorrow to pay for today. The thing that's so magical about natural compounds like kava is that they have this repleting effect and they have this non-depletatory effect on the system that doesn't further damage the dopamine system. And it actually helps you shift into deeper sleep to where you can actually recover your brain chemistry a little bit better um, as well, too. So, you know, you know, kava is one of those things just like as a as a food commodity really belongs in the same place as coffee as as, as far as how many people use it in the world and how many people in today's stress overly dopamine stimulated age really need a restorative compound like this instead of an exhaustive compound like coffee
0: i agree this is so exciting i can't believe it um taylor just to let you know uh, cameron fixed it so your code will work and they will remedy it for everybody else uh, later on i i hope we don't have to change the code because it's out there on social media if we could just uncap the the, the shr code is that possible
2: yeah 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 i'll i'll have my team look at it we'll figure it out yeah. um We'll figure
0: out what happens. Ka- Cameron, I'm so excited to go home and take my true kava tonight. I really am. I'm going to use yeah. it every day. Like I said, everybody drank the shots. You sent some carbonated drinks that you're going to be releasing soon. And yeah. like it's like, where, where's the – oh, we, we love it. It's great. We took it. And they said, but here there's this. And I have these these three little bottles with eyedroppers in them. And I says, mm. what is this? Is this the same thing? I'm going to start using it every day. I'm going to start out with two tonight before going out to dinner. Tomorrow morning when I first wake up, I'm going to take two. Should I just take two throughout for the next 30 days and see what it does?
2: Yeah, or you can even dose higher than that. I mean I would – like if, if you want to get to the loading period faster, I would take two to four you know, at a time and you can definitely do that. Um, I,
0: I, I macro dose. I don't trip. I used to trip a lot when I was a young man. I don't trip now but I do take about a half gram uh, of uh, mushrooms uh, typically once a week and I, I meditate. Uh, it puts me in the, the most meditative state. I can meditate for hours. Would kava be complementary to the mushrooms?
2: hundred percent. That's a whole other thing. But basically in short, well, kava is 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 an entheogen. So that's one thing that I'm – a lot of times I don't get to touch on that because a lot of people are – Well, let, a, let's
0: do that. Let's do that for our next interview. We, we okay, great, great. That's but our next but interview, you, leaping off. We'll in leap in
2: short answer to your question, yes, it's very complementary. In fact, it can even take the edge off of – the proclivity towards anxiety or bad trips and higher dosages. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people know that if they take a benzodiazepine whenever they're having a bad experience that goes a little bit too out of control, it brings it down. But you don't want to do that. You know, it's yeah. like, yeah. so a lot of people at music festivals and things like you're taking it recreationally know that. And because Kava affects that, it enhances it and makes it smoother. But so it, it has entheogenic effects that are kind of like microdosing and high dosages with Kava um, that almost anyone can tolerate, which is something I'm so excited about. So.
0: You know, I, I have to tell this story because it's, you know, I'm 63 years old, but I was a young man at one time, and I, I tripped a lot all through high school, and even into my uh, about 19, 20 years old, I still tripped once in a while, but mm-hmm. I went to see Kiss at Madison Square Garden with a guy who was watching the show before, Stephen Schmidt, my friend Jimmy, and a guy named uh, uh, Dougie, and... I did two hits of uh, blotter acid and we smoked a, a bag of angel dust. Now, these are not complimentary drugs because I don't remember anything about the concert. I don't remember anything. I drove there and back. All I remember is at one point in time, the stage was engulfed in flames because they were playing Firehouse. Uh, Kiss, you know, one of their signature songs and and they had all these pyrotechnics going off and I literally came out of my trip <laughs> and, and then shortly thereafter, I went, Oh, I'm tired of this. And I went back into my trip. I don't remember, but the mixture of LSD uh, in high doses and angel dust is not recommended from Carl. Let you know that right now. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. The LSD by itself, I think would be way better. Oh, it always was. I, I love tripping. I, I did at least. I, I don't, I don't do it, but I, like I said, a half a gram gets me someplace where I really enjoy myself. Look, you are fascinating. You have a beautiful mind. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering if the kava is part of the reason that you are so lucid and, 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 and clear about all this stuff. I mean, you you have a beautiful mind regardless of the product. And I want to have you back on so we could talk about the other qualities of kava that we didn't cover today. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: And, always down for conversations. Uh, yeah, for sure.
0: And those of you listening, uh, biz slash true kava. Use the code SHR for 25% off. His team will get that code fixed. If it doesn't work, message them. And then, of course, those of you watching, just scan the QR code in front of you, and you'll be transported right to the page. Cameron George, thank you so much for both being a sponsor and being here today, and I can't wait to try my Kava tonight.
2: Oh, yeah, Carl. Thanks so much for having me, man. Hi, right. Thanks. Talk soon.
0: All right, so that's I'm- it. We're off the air tomorrow. I got lots of... Uh, editing work to do in the studio, but I will be here, uh, but we will see you Monday with another episode of Superhuman Radio. This was a great show today. Please share today's show. You never know uh, who you're going to help uh, by sharing a show, and we'll see you uh, Monday with more Superhuman Radio. Thank you. I am breaking in. I'm breaking in to let you know that the code does, in fact, work. His team already looked into it. Use the code SHR, and it works for 25% off. Okay, Monday. See you then.